Hello everyone! Oh my god. Welcome to episode 23 of the What the Sheep podcast. Today, joining me are Kirli and Alana, and we will be talking about last night's episode. Episode 112 of Critical Role Campaign 2. But before we get into that, I would just like to uh, take a moment to shine some light on our second brand new emote. It's the Lynn emote. Lynn has been a part of this this chat for a very, very long time. <laughs> she has been our go-to uh, lore master whenever we have questions. Um, we're always <laughs> calling out for Lynn's help. And so now we have the emote in chat for whenever we need Lynn's help. We can just spam it and then hopefully it'll summon Lynn. And she will be able to tell us all we need to know. So thank you, Lynn. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of the hard work you do for the wiki. Um, yeah. It is extremely helpful. So huge shout out to you, Lynn. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> no, you should do the opposite. We need you when, when, when it's spammed. Um, but anyways, uh, again, thank you so much for all that. Uh, the emote artist is, oh gosh, I probably should have. I should have should have grabbed. Yeah, do it, grabbed do it this. on the fly. You got this. Is dun da da at Linzer underscore art on Twitter. Um, she's a big uh, widow just stan, <laughs> as am I. Um, but she does fantastic <laughs> art, so check her out if you're looking for any kind of commissions. Um, so now, with all of that being said, we can go ahead and dive right into this episode, starting with Jester immediately wanting to message molly which was understandable that's kind of what i was saying the previous what the she podcast episode oh. i was saying how i really hope jester like just immediately right out of the gate messages molly yeah um but the rest of the party seemed a little bit to be a little bit uh, apprehensive about that mm. kind of interesting yeah and i think it was kind of like um yeah, it would have been amazing, because as soon as she said, oh, I'm going to send her a message, I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be incredible. But everyone made such good points as to why that would be a bad idea. I was like, oh, yes, no, let's not message him. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, made, it made sense not to message him, because even though they said, and I think Jester was explaining, like, well, why do we need a surprise? Why do we need to kind of have that? Um, it made sense that, yeah, maybe they shouldn't until at least they have a bit more information until they know if it is Molly or not, which I feel like we're getting further and further away from it being Molly. Um, yeah. But it's still, it's still like, I'm still super excited for a brief moment because it's like, oh my God, she's going, what is she going to say to him? I just wish we right. could have at least gotten that or if like <coughs> Laura's on talks, just like, what would she have said to him um, in that first message? Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you <laughs> think they, um, they made jokes about uh, paying Talison out about the accent, like as in they were making jokes that they were doing that just before they started filming. Yeah. Do you think I, in my head, it's because Matt's going to do the voice, and so he was getting Talison to like mm. remind him what the voice yeah, was like, totally and then they were all paying him out because it's like a bad Irish accent. But that's pretty great. Yeah, I think I reckon that's because I don't think Talison could do like I don't think it makes sense for him to do the voice because no. I he doesn't know what's going on. He's going right. to see now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, officially. That's, that's really good. That's some good detective work. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Um, which would be great. It'd be, yeah, it'd be kind of crazy if they're like, Nonagon or Lucian 
had like a completely different accent but i suppose that doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. with like you know i don't know are accents tied to your actual vocal cords or no they're not because people can do multiple accents so and you know. can go through a trauma and end up with a different accent yeah yeah so that'd be kind so, of cool. but i yeah maybe i guess just to kind of further hurt the mighty nine he would keep the same accent <laughs> yeah yeah. But I, I, I would I imagine think it would be hard to reconnect through, uh, with the character. Oh, that too, that too. It's been yeah. it's been quite a while. Yeah, it's been quite a while since that. Yeah. Oh, but speaking, we we talked a little bit about this uh, before we we went we went live. Um, the new opening, the changes they made to yes. the 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 opening crawl or the, yes, the opening yes, theme yes. or whatever. The storm with Molly's cloak flying away, and then the new oh. the new NPCs at the end with uh, Matt's yeah. like hand. And stuff. So who did we get? We've got. It was Trent, uh, Trent Artagan, yeah. um, and then it was Rainy. a bunch of uh, PC yeah. guest PCs. Yeah. So it was Rainy, um, Twiggy. Twiggy. Why can't I never remember Twiggy? <laughs> Spurt. Was, yeah. Yeah. Spurt. Uh, and Molly. <clears throat> and then Molly. Yep. Molly right oh. there at the end. And him with like the snow gear yep. and mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. Very. I missed very it. Good. I missed it because uh, I I didn't know there was going to be any changes. So usually when the intro is going, I'm like writing stuff down or I'm like getting a glass of water and stuff. And then I looked at the chat and they were like, "Yeah, wait, what? And then the cast was like, oh my God, I didn't even notice. I was like, oh my, what? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, saying to you guys, yeah, I missed the um, I missed the coat flying away. I, like I wasn't even paying attention to it because I was hoping there'd be a change in the animation. And mm-hmm. it was, oh, and Vilia, someone pointed out. Uh, oh. Lynn, of course, Lynn pointed out that it's a video um <laughs> yeah but um no it was so cool so cool um and i've seen uh the artist i don't know the handle but it's cammy i'm fairly certain uh, on twitter has now redone it where they've like got the open book and there's just like a pile of grass sticking in the uh the book pages saying, oh. oh well i need to add this in there now the yeah. henry crabgrass henry crabgrass I guess we can uh, transition to talking about our our new our new favorite NPC Henry. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Henry. You know they gave us a lot of information. Honestly, that was yeah. Um, I think Matt playing awakened plants is might be one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, the sun tree. Yeah. You've got the the kind of down and out trees on Rumblecast. Henry Crabgrass, like he plays it so well because it is this idea of what if this non-sentient non-intelligent creature suddenly had sentience um what would it do what would it say and it would just be like yeah, i don't even know how i know this but he then also just gives it the cutest accent like the cutest voice yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you instantly care for it it was like um, a more like nasally well-spoken luke in a way Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I thought. I love that sometimes when he does plants, he's just like it's a plant, or like it's a, or he does an animal. It's like it's a, it doesn't know, like it just doesn't know the thing. Yeah. And then other times he's like, here's all the information, <laughs> and so you just yeah. never know what. Depends on uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, Henry Crowgrass was great, um, and yeah, just like. <laughs> I also love I, I also love how how Henry knows of the idea of consent. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I thought that was, that was great. <laughs> that was good. That's like 
that's like just Matt having fun with it because yep. he's like, oh, this is inconsequential. They'll f- they could find yep. this information out if they needed to. So let's just let's just have fun. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Henry Crabgrass, you have stolen the hearts of many many critters. One hundred percent hoping they would like dig him up and take him. <laughs> oh yeah, them, put him but... in like a oh, little totally a little like terrarium. Yeah. It's a very accessible fan art too. I feel like it's a fan art that I could, I could like. Yeah. I saw somebody, I saw somebody post one that was like, "I haven't, I, you, I need you all to know, I haven't made art for ten years," and it was, you know, it was very cute. And so I think it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a character anyone can have a go at. Mm. Oh gosh. And jest is that the new ship? Wow. Oh, oh no. Uh, anyways, moving moving past that, um, but the party, you know, the party brought up a good idea of, uh, or like um, the idea of what do we do now, right? We we know that Molly's here. We know that they're probably traveling up to Isocross where we are headed as well, and we know also that they probably have some kind of a connection with Vesteragna. What do we do with all this information? And ultimately, they decided to obviously. Um, not contact Molly right away. Let things sit. Yeah. Let we'll, we'll keep checking in on him, but we won't contact him outright. And then they decided to go back to Vess and not outright say that they have a connection with with yeah, Molly and they, stuff. But they did pretty good. They did pretty good in like not letting on. And mm-hmm. then eventually they did kind of let on, but she didn't seem too concerned with it. Like yeah, she wasn't. I'm surprised she didn't like kind of question them more. But she mm-hmm. seems to be the type of person who is confident enough that she doesn't really care. Maybe yeah. like she, she has a focus. If something doesn't really in, is connected to it or interested to it, she'll like stay focused on what she's doing. So I think the fact that they had clearly had contact, as they said, with like the purple tiefling from the tomb takers, she was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Like yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be a bigger deal, but mm-hmm. um, it kind of played out pretty pretty easy and um man i love i love the way matt describes um her house as well like mm. the way it kind of she changes it and there's always seems to be like some form of new uh terrain or like new area that she's just like showing off because like the, the first time they went there it looked like it was your house this time it looks like jungles and things like that mm-hmm yeah, we got um we got the amazing Ford touching things yeah. again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ford just loves to touch Cannot strange things. <laughs> Cannot help it. Uh, man. It's that I... low wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Impulsive. <laughs> like what does he Did have like that... a nine? He has like a nine wisdom or something? <laughs> nine wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Did that feel good. improvised? I, I I went to watch it a second time because I couldn't work out whether that was like Matt just describing something and then <laughs> Ford show, uh, 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 Travis showing interest and then Matt as the DM just being like okay there'll be something here now or if it was because Matt's very like he's like a very planned out DM so maybe it was like something that was planned but I don't know it felt it felt like a very funny improvised thing just it, because Travis touches things. Yeah, it, that could easily be be both because yeah. Matt 
is really good at like coming up with stuff on the spot and like playing off what the players are doing because it's improv but at the same time i could very much see matt saying i'm gonna have a moving painting that is like you know uh appealing to the eye enough that ford would want to touch it like i could see him like <laughs> yeah that possibility mm. while planning it um but it was like it was, it was pretty like nothing bad happened from it it was just a fun that we know bit. of yeah true they may have just made another enemy <laughs> yeah so many enemies i saw i saw a tiktok of somebody um like listing out all of the possible like big bads and man they've made so many enemies yeah i've got i've got a whole list and it needs to be updated but speaking of one of the enemies we're jumping ahead a little bit but but i feel like it's on topic we finally got more information on the chair yeah (laughs) We did. I was getting prepared. I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? <laughs> oh, wait. I feel it. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Man, that, that conversation with Yeza was really kind of sad. Um, it was. The way he reacted to this. They've forgotten, I think, and he didn't bring yeah. it up, mm-hmm. that she threatened Luke. Like, it wasn't just that she was forceful or, like, um, kind of threatening with Yeza. Like, she specifically threatened Luke. And I think... I don't know if Matt was kind of holding that back because he wanted to see if they remembered it, but I feel like, or, or maybe it would have been if he had said it outright, it would have been like a no deal with mm. uh, Veth. Because she was already like, well, I'll, I'll kill her. Like, this, yeah. is, this is bad. But I feel like if he'd been like, yeah, and threatened our child, that would have been like yeah. a little deal drop type of thing. Um, but I wonder if that'll ever actually come up. Like, yeah, this, this woman... Because, like I said, yeah, she's kind of nonchalant. She doesn't really care unless it's focused. But clearly, she threatens children. So, like, yeah, what? And and what what would Vest do if she finds out that the Mighty Nine were the ones who stole all the stuff from that yeah. that basement? Yeah, from the basement. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Oh, the, uh, the, <laughs> um, the apothecary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, jumping ahead a little bit when they were with her. Uh, in the dash this episode i was worried they were going to be like all right let's go get yeza and go to breakfast or or like bring up yeza or show yeza and i was like i don't think they should do that i don't know if she knows that they're related to him i can't remember if that's been revealed yet i feel like her her arrogance or confidence um makes her blind to a lot of things Mm. like and, and and the fact that she just doesn't really care she's just so focused on her own goals that yeah. everything else is kind of just irrelevant so i wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't made the connection or even knows yeah, yeah she doesn't feel like a spy or like like it feels like trent is potentially just always got an eye on them like like i reckon yeah, in in, in one way or another knows knows their movements knows everybody they've come in contact with like has potentially been finding ways to watch caleb for ages um but i don't think she she doesn't care about the ins and outs of their like the machinations of their of their geopolitical stuff i don't think she's like into that and then even then like even if trent knows that like yeza is connected with the mighty nine he might not share that information Um, yeah like because the you know they're all dicks to each other anyway so (laughs) true it might not not work but talking about Vess and Zadash 
I was so scared for Fu Matsoul. Oh, like, not scared, uh. not scared, but so sad. Like, I'm worried. It's like they got him in trouble with his boss, sort of yeah. thing. Like, they called um, the manager on him. Yeah, poor Fu Matsoul. The money that right, carries so, this episode. So, what yeah. does what is the hold that? The Cerberus Assembly have on Pumatsol. What is what is what is happening? Oh, here we go. You know, I'm going to use the Linamote. Because I've asked this question a million times. What's the word for the underling? Annex. Annex. Okay. He's an annex. I was using the Linamote. No, that's good. Nico got it. So he's the annex for Ormond Haas. Oh. oh what? That means yeah. nothing to me. <laughs> Hang on. Like he's involved a lot with Ormet Haas. I kind of just assumed he was the annex. Um but I don't know, maybe that's wrong. Um but he worked he's like connected to Ormet Haas. He's he's like a a registered trader for the Cerberus Assembly. Oh yeah. um, Ormet Haas. The assembly is the... the assembly gave okay. him his his sim- simulacrums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's kinda he's like He's the um Earth um Janazi guy that really liked um Sprinkle animals. Frumpkin, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's the annex. I don't know. Maybe I have just assumed that. I've probably just assumed that. Uh, <laughs> but either way, he's like yeah, it's never really been explained. Um But so like it se- it way. seems like he's like like under their thumb. Like it doesn't seem oh, yeah. like just Oh, I don't he's not like yeah equal footing as the service assembly he's definitely like an employee or like you know a, a, a subject of theirs um so yeah like i think he has to do what he's told by them he doesn't have much of a choice um even if it's just like even if it's just like okay. you know go faster on this job then he has to so yeah, yeah. but it but then it made it seem like she was helping him um depending on what that looks like her helping him or if she was just like you know berating him the whole time mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> either way he was tired and sad and i was sad i know yeah, yeah. we need to it's check like we need to the... check in on puma soul now yeah they had that's probably like one of the strongest like uh visible senses of regret i think the mighty nine have had <laughs> in terms of they felt it immediately too. As soon as yeah. she said, "I'll speak to him," um, <clears throat> Talus or, or Caduceus was just like, "Oh no, oh no!" And just the whole time, they're just like, "Oh no, oh no! What did we do?" Do you think it? Do you yeah. think that 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 look of regret is more intense than um, when uh, when Keg got Molly killed? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, no. <laughs> What a weird connection to draw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because this was the whole Mighty Nine. This is the whole party feeling regret this time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm trying to place, because they they spoke to Vess, they got their stuff, they went to Zadash. Where was it? Oh, it was in Zadash that we had the uh, Yasha Jester tour. Yep, it was. Yes, that yes, was yes, it was. So lovely. That was, oh man. Everything like, about that was great. I saw fan art of it 
and I think it's like because you you you're watching it and you're watching Ashley Johnson do it and she's like she's not Yasha like she's not like the size of Yasha or anything mm-hmm. and so she's and she's very like she's very beautiful she's very kind of like serene so she's talking mm-hmm. as Yasha you're like oh yeah she's it's lovely it's lovely you see the artwork of Bo and Yasha, <laughs> yeah this huge towering woman like yeah. kind of cradled over and like blushing and you're just yeah. like. And that scene is a million times better when you actually picture them as their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking hell, Ashley Johnson is incredible. Um, She's so good. <laughs> that awkward aspect of not knowing how to talk to your crush, uh, but to a, to a max degree because she's got low charisma as well. Um, man, I love that scene. It might be one of my favorite scenes of the show. Just. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's we got a lot of Ashley role playing, which we don't get as much because she's a lot more of a quieter role player. And then the eventual culmination of what then happened with Bo at the end. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so good. Fucking lost, lost my shit. Lost it when she walked in and said, "Oh, and I trip over Yasha." And she's like, "Hello." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Funniest hello, like from the entire show. That was. Oh my bad. gosh. All about so happy Yasha. But then also how scene, like uh, oh go ahead, Carly. After that scene I was like in physical pain and I couldn't work out why and it's because I'd just been like my I'd just been clenching my whole body just in like awkward excitement. I'd just been like Ugh! it's like I don't know. You get like little drips of this stuff and then Jester slash Laura just like turns on the faucet and is like oh! And I just like my hot, like everything was so sore because I was just like, uh, yeah. I think I've watched it like four times now. Ashley Johnson is 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 incredible. They're all such amazing actors, but like she's just so like it with Pike and with Yasha. Like it's so interesting because it's like understated the way that she plays her characters they're just so careful and the the character moments are so like purposeful and um uh and i don't know how to explain it but like when she chooses her moment she really mm-hmm. like goes for it and it's so good <laughs> yeah Man. i love their yeah. their attempt at, at poetry oh the poetry. trying to write a poem oh my god so oh bo 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 because it's like like just just has high high charisma but at the same time she's like uh i don't want to say ignorant but she's like doesn't fully herself understand love i guess or like how to express that and Mm -hmm. yasha just know so them thinking oh yeah this is great this is this is wonderful poetry <laughs> it was sweet because to them it was it was beautiful poetry yeah. um and man that was yeah oh bo 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 but i love how um because when bo when bo did walk in and they're talking about sleeping arrangements very awkwardly and stuff and bo was like oh you know we could we could you know just snuggle and stuff and yasha was like no yeah. no no it's fine yeah I think that yeah, because it was Yasha that said that. Because like Bo's like, all right, I'll go to bed, and Yasha just very quietly like, oh, good snuggle, ha ha ha, joking, like kicking yeah. like, aside, um, the fucking snuggling, snuggling, is adorable. <laughs> snuggle, snuggle, oh, snuggle, so good. Um, yeah, that was amazing. I was the exact opposite, Kiralee. I was like 
all open. Like I wasn't clenched. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> watch over me sort of thing. Um, yeah, that ama- it's such a fun scene. And it's great because you can just feel like maybe the next time they have a proper conversation, it's going to be like them expressing their feelings for each other. Yeah. And yeah. it's, 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 it's good because it's like, man, because you think like, oh man, I wish I would like, you know, like not, not get into any kind of like details, but like, oh, like I want them to express their love for each other. I want them to express mm-hmm. their feelings for each other. But the more that it's drawn out, the better the um, like catharsis, uh, not so much catharsis, but the better the resolution is going to be, the better yeah. the kind of um, the climax is going to be. The slow burn's of, been nice. Yeah, exactly. And it's been a slow burn. It's been since episode one, really, that they've had yeah. this uh, attraction to each other. So yeah, I am all about it. And I'm so we just have to get them through this fight or not and then have like a resurrection moment like Vex Ooh. and Percy. No, that's too sad. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love the drama. <laughs> We've talked about this. I do love the sad moments, but that would be too sad. I want them to just be happy. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> we'll reserve Caleb for our only sadness. Yeah, yeah, Caleb is my my sad drama. Love. Yeah. <laughs> like Yasha can be happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what I was gonna say. Um, no, just yep, yeah, amazing. I love it. And speaking <laughs> of them snuggling, this is a good segue into my uh, fan art pick for this <laughs> this episode. I'm transitioning now by at Phaedry on Twitter. We have the little marshmallows snuggling. Yes. That's so cute. Super cute. I love the little wink. And they're blushing. (laughs) I love, too, in that conversation how Jester kind of came straight out with like so what you didn't kiss as you were flying around she's like yeah oh, i wanted to but <laughs> man oh, they're so aw. cute that's so cute the little wings i feel like that is how jester would draw it as well yeah yeah cute little that's chibi so cool. yeah super cute i think, I think fma is posting a bunch of uh art in the chat as well <laughs> is that what i'm yeah yeah like, Yashmalo and Marsh Marshmabo. Yep. Marshmabo? Yashmalo Marshmabo? Oh, That's so, so cute. <laughs> Two marshmallows chilling oh. in the hot tub. Listen, fine. <laughs> 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 That's great. Oh. It was crazy much. whiplash, but the whiplash between like having that moment and then the Yeza moment was like literally, mm. you know, mm. the next 30 seconds after that. Was like, ah, ah, ah. feelings, <laughs> different feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we can uh, take a look at the art that Alana had selected. Oh. Another, another very, very wholesome, cute, oh. cute image yes. by at Ang Angmarim. Angmarim. I think so. Marim. Yes. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, the. The, I need to look it up because I can't. Oh, remember. the caption. Um, the caption for this one was "Wanna meet him." Oh. And I was just like, oh, uh, I didn't know we were oh. sharing fan art. I I have one. I can just put in the chat. <laughs> yeah. So yes. 
So that I thought that was adorable and heartbreaking, and you know, oh. <laughs> I'm still on, I'm still on Vilia. Like I'm still yeah. so obsessed with Vilia and Keyleth. Can we just have more. Oh, that's Vilia, beautiful. Please. Yeah, I thought that was just yeah, absolutely. Oh, kind of wow. Like, talk about it too this week on talks was great. Um, yeah. Just lovely. Just lovely. Um, Keyleth's happy I... ending. I know. <laughs> she deserves the, it. The one I saw was I really liked Cad saying because um, they were like, "Didn't you like send him back to the Earth without Molly?" And Cad was like, "He literally said it was just burial rites. It's not anything that sticks necessarily, which is just, just an insane quote." But um, there's this artist, Apricots and Lem Dots, um, oh, yeah. who who had like the the bloom still coming out of molly like they meet but like he's growing a bit of dead people tea and so cad's like watering it anyway yeah. i think it's pretty funny they're the artists that did the um the the lucian on the floating city with the floating bell yeah. and cad oh so okay yeah <laughs> that that one's so good i have a like um i'll go through I, I always remember after I'm like, oh, I need to send Nico a, a, a fan art. And I'll go through all the stuff I've liked throughout the week. And mm. it's like the same artist. And like <laughs> artists have already shown on the show. I'm like, I, I, need, to, I need to find someone new. Because <laughs> um, otherwise it's just going to be like my three favorite critical role artists all the time, which is mm -hmm. great. I'm happy to share them. But at the same time, I, I want to be like, oh. I, and yeah. I want to find new stuff. But that that one with like, I really like Villiers' leg in that one. Yeah. <laughs> That is really well done. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. oh boy. Love me some Keyleth. But anyways, <laughs> yes. Artists, y'all are so talented. Please keep making art. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um but yeah, after after Yasha and Bo had their had their very awkward disaster lesbian scene. Um Amazing. In the morning we had the <laughs> Yeah. I know we're, still, we're moving away from that scene, but um, I feel like Jess's reaction was Laura's actual reaction. Yeah. She was laughing into her hands and, like, crying into her hands as that scene yeah. was happening. Like, good at Jess. Like, good night. Like, yeah. yeah. That was that felt like a very... She was she was all of us in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. I loved it. Loved every moment of it. Um, but then, yeah, then they had the, the talk with Yeza in the morning. And then after that, they gathered their winter clothes and teleported northward to Pale Bank Village. A uh, rather rather simple, simple village. Doesn't seem like there's too much going on there. A very heavy glass blade presence, though. Yeah. Um, which seemed weird because I thought the, the, the glass blades were more at the... Uh, that second village that Ford had mentioned. I can't remember what it was, but it was like the halfway point between... Balin Post um, and Pale Bank Village where yeah, they were going. That's not what it actually called. It's, um, <laughs> it's on Isle Cross that uh, that that town. But the blade the blade guards are like they're the guards from Uthodurn, so they yeah. kind of manage the towns in the uh, graying. Fuck, I'm forgetting all my words. In the graying wildlands, so like mm -hmm. they do Uthodurn, they do that one place up in ice cross they do 
well, they deal with Mythborough and that sort of thing. Seren, Seren, Serenil, Serenil. It, 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 it's something like that. It starts with an S. Yeah, yeah. I've it one hundred percent starts right. with an S. I've got a legitimate question. This is just yes. an actual thing that's being crossing my. No, more more like as opposed to something I want to say just so I can say something that I thought. Um, this is, um, do you know, this isn't a comment shaded as a question. Um, you know how D and D has come out with a winter like a like a North um, Icewind Dale, yeah. And like that's very obvious because another stream that I watch, they're sponsored by D and D, so they are like specifically their story is going into Icewind Dale. Um, do you think that's one of the reasons why we're like in the cold north? Like, do you think that like because there's like spell tech stuff under the ice in Icewind Dale as well? There's like. No. I think I think it might just be a coincidence. I feel like Matt's been pushing for this for a while. Like even before even before like I know Icewind Dale, the production for that would have been years, so it's like they would have known that it was been coming out for a while. I feel like still, um hmm, Lord Noodles does just say Ghost of Saltmarsh came out after the boat excursion. No, I think I think it probably would have been coincidence. I think Matt would have been pushing them up to this place regardless. Um, and yeah, but I think, think, but I think there's a, like, there's an icy North in the game because there's an Icewind Dale. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it just makes sense to me. It just makes like, I don't know. I, yeah. Icewind Dale has been around for like years. It's just now got its own book. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it's a bad thing. Oh, it feels like I've made a mood. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't. I think oh, it no. makes like I think it makes complete sense. Like, like Matt's done writing for D and D, and like would you know would know the next stuff that's coming up, and also like if you're a D and D player, it's great to see people like run through mechanics. Like when they did the jungle, that was very like like he was using mechanics from. Um, uh, Chult from the one with the trans the the zombie Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Is um, the Tomb of Annihilation. There's mechanics from a tomb Tomb of Annihilation in there as well. Like it makes sense to me to do that. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's like product placement. I think it's just yeah, match like stretching, like showing how mechanics can be used, and that's like that's how I learned to play D and D was watching. D and D get played, so I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that it's a thing. Yeah, I I don't think he would have like done it because Icewind Dale was coming out. I could see him using aspects of Icewind Dale to fill the landscape, like use some of the creatures or things like that. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure because I think I mean he's had Isocross for ages prepared with the continent, so I'm I'm not sure that's could be could just be. Good timing. Anyway, <laughs> it was just a, it was just a question I had. Yeah. But um, Pale but yeah, Bank Village like now. was sorry. They're in the icy north now. Yeah, they are. They yes. are just right in the middle of it all. And yeah, with the uh, Pale Bank Village, I thought they were gonna maybe stay for a little 
fit in the village, but I guess they really don't have any reason to, honestly, since they just Not need a ship. It would have been, um, I know they couldn't because they teleported to Pale Bank Village. It would have been cool to go to Uthadun again. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, no, let's keep going. Let's move forward. Um, <laughs> well, they could have picked I up like... uh, those, what was it, the chocolate moss? The, the black Cupcakes? Yeah. Or the, just the moss, whatever, the black moss, whatever yeah. it was in the in Uthadun. Yeah. 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 Sharnai's favorite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Bad. We don't have space to worry about a Sharnai right now. We don't. No, no. Or, or one hundred percent. Like we'll get to it, but like the the combat at the end of the episode. Uh, I was thinking something else was coming. Me um, too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but we'll get to that. We'll get to yep, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, we we will. We will so this ship is cool as fuck. Oh yeah. my gosh. The gnomish, the gnomish propellers. Gnomish yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, oh, this, this is a huge throwback. Talking about thinking other things were going to happen. I was very kind of hopeful. Just maybe, just maybe. I knew they were on a, on a tight schedule that when they were up near Molly's grave at the start of the episode, that's very close to Duke. I'd hope just maybe they might have traveled to uh... That was just like one little thing I was thinking of, and it just reminded me about expectations and lowering them. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Hopperduke. Anyway, yeah. the ship, amazing. The people on the ship, amazing. I'm all about it. Yeah, we got Captain Kem Kem Liard, the elf Kem with Liard. dwarvish her heritage, and then Ooh, we have the the cool. stout dwarf woman Ruega. Ruega. And then a bunch of random crew crewmates. Unnamed. Mm. Unnamed crewmates. One of them. One of them has 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 fallen fallen victim to some crustaceans. But did they? Did mm -hmm. the crew member die? Oops. Yeah. Right. Right at the start, <laughs> he got yoinked. He got yoinked off the oh, ship. Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 Ooh. Rest in peace. Dear. Probably rest Gosh. in peace is. Um, yeah. But that's that's a good point. Uh, Doctor Seven gone as the party is embarking on their their journey out we oh, had ford step God. aside a little bit and and have a few words with the wild mother where she asked him a series of questions about what does he want in life what is what are his ambitions what is what does he want to do what are his what are his uh his things the word is escaping me his like his his goals his his his, his tenets his goals his, his tenets, yeah yeah does he uh, hold yeah. deer? Uh, so cool. Yeah. Again, Path of the expectations sea. were different with that sea. Like, I, I didn't even click. And I've been, like, for weeks saying, I don't know everyone has, but for weeks saying, like, what is his oath? Give us a, give us an <laughs> oath. Like, um, so I should have seen it coming where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the boat of the ship just looking at the ocean. And I was just like, Ukutua. Like, Ukutua's yeah. going to say something. <laughs> he's going to hear, like, a voice in his head. And then put that to the back of my mind, stupidly. But, um, yeah, that is cool. The Oath of the Open Seas. Very, very nice. And Matt, in his tweet, said, like, um, none of the other ones were really gelling with mm -hmm. Travis and kind of what he wanted for the character. So he just made one, which, you know, yeah. great. Just make one. Um, so I'm excited to see that kind of, like, continue to grow and be worked on. 
Um, because he's only a level three paladin at the moment, right? He hasn't taken a fourth level yet. Right. I don't think they've yeah. leveled up. He's at level three, so there's still plenty of time to kind of like fine tune it and things like that. But it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it um, looks pretty solid all around. And it worked really nicely with like a lot of the stuff he already had as mm -hmm. a warlock. Um, yeah, very cool. I think that's I think that's wonderful. Um, the tenants are lovely. So yeah, I think Tren uh, Tren. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Has posted it in the uh, chat. You can check it out it's on D and D Beyond. Yeah. Very very cool. Ready and available to use. Yeah. And it suits it suits kind of like what he has said as his goal for the character in terms of like yeah. after the story like he wants to you know just sail the open seas and that's kind of perfect it suits that that aspect of the wild mother because he's not the type to like as much as i would love him to you know live with caduceus for the rest of his life <laughs> it's like it very much suits his wanting to travel wanting to see the world wanting to help people um yeah i'm i'm so on board for it and now I'm terrified because of the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, he went out on water again, thinking that he everything they was chill again. Even think about it. <laughs> to be Why fair, they, neither well, did all I. All the water is connected. And, and the last, the first time they met Vesterogna was like after that attack. They went on a boat with Vesterogna, and this happens again. <laughs> so maybe Vesterogna is the is the key oh, here. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. What if she's the champion for someone else? Anyway. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> that's a little tinfoil heady. Uh -oh. I, because Matt tricked us. Matt tricked us really good. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this is just a. Sorry, I'll put that down. I was like, oh, yeah, this is just, you know, a combat table. Like, he's just. Yeah. He's just rolling. Okay, this encounter's going to happen. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's going to be three uh, chults. Or I think yeah. chults gonna be three chults great and i was like oh yeah they're getting to the end of the episode this is a small scale fight it'll take them like 20 minutes like cool great let's yeah, yeah. and fucking, i mean i'm maybe i'm the stupid one but like i just did not see anything coming from that neither like, did i yeah. and what's funny what's funny is that because it was like the end of the night and yeah. combat was happening like i was already tired so i was like oh okay combat it's three chills they're way stronger than these guys nothing's gonna happen yeah. so i kind of like put it onto my second monitor and started doing other things yeah and then i was like uh i might just go to bed and just watch the rest of combat tomorrow <laughs> and i was about to get up from my chair when he's yep. when he introduced the 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 next creature the the minion of ukatoa i was like wait what is <laughs> happening here and yeah. then he describes how he, he focuses on the, the amber necklace around Caleb and shatters it. Oh and I was like, oh, no. Because I, I still wasn't even on board at that point. I was yeah. like, oh, it's one of these things. Like, you know, they hang out with Chilts. That makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's still on the table. We're still on the table mm -hmm. here, guys. And then it's like, focuses on the amber necklace. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. That is not good. Um, I'll, yeah. Uh, fucking... Liam's reaction is amazing in that scene. If you go back and watch it, he's just like so ecstatic. He's just like, "Oh my god, like <laughs> this is amazing." There was um, he has a lot of stuff in those amulets. Oh, yeah. The orb and a bunch of fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, 
man does he have it he doesn't have anything secretive in those orbs does he i like anything anything caleb's caleb's lynn has a list it's on the list Oh really? Uh, they're nice. Their nice clothes are in it. I think it's it's like oh. the yeah. It's like big Oh wait, no. Yeah, loads of fireworks. Um, That's cool. But Alana, I think I, I think you and I and many many other people probably had the same idea of what we thought this day five was gonna be. Well, as soon as he started describing this like heavy Arctic storm, I was like, Galadon. Yes. Galadon's coming. Dragon? That's what Dragon. I thought. Well, I thought that too. I thought it. it's bringing the storm. Yeah, yeah. I was so keen, and then he's like, "You see crab claws." I'm like, "Oh." Uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay." Yeah. Um, I was ready for a dragon fight. Uh, Gellin on his day six. Yeah. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> They'll do That's a two. That's a two on the Gellin. D10 chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Um. No, I was I was so ready for Gelidon, and I was like, he said like you hear a creaking sound. I'm like, like wings creaking, and then the more he started like sounding, I'm like, that doesn't sound like wings creaking. Yeah, like yeah. You know what would have been funny is because he was rolling a one d ten. If each number was a different enemy they have made that they could potentially oh, encounter. Oh my god! Yeah, you rolled a five. A Sharnai turns yep, up. There's a Sharnai. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's the thing about, like, where we are in this game versus Campaign 1. Like, Campaign 1 will pretty much, like, this is wrap-up time. And, like, now I I love it. Like, I love, I love the story and how, like, complicated it is. But they're just, like, off on a new... This is just, like, a new quest. Like, there isn't necessary... Like, there isn't necessarily like a solid plan they have. In fact, they're walking away from the solid plan, which is in my head, like Trent yeah. Ikathon. And it's, it's like, I think, like the, I, think, I think the current plan is find out about the city, the, the floating city and the, the city in the astral sea. And I think because they think it's connected to Vest, that's why they're going with it. I, like, because I, I agree with the people, a few people in chat saying, like, we're getting towards the end game. Like, this is getting towards the end of the campaign. But there's still so much more to do. I don't necessarily... Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's so, like, dis like there's so many... Like, you're saying, like, Gilladon's probably not physically small, but, like, a, a sort of a yeah. small... But it's still, like, an unwrapped up thing. I, and... I see it... I can kind of see it as, like, there's a lot of one-shots in the future. Like, after <laughs> Yeah. The Vox not going to have a lot of wrap up one shots. I could see that being a thing for this, um, depending on who lives. <laughs> I yeah. I'm wondering if the showdown happened. Okay, no, it doesn't matter. This is just like crackpot theory. But um, that's cool. But it, but <laughs> it is. A, <laughs> well, I just okay. No, should we wait? I should wait to the end. Wait for but, the wait for the theory part at the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for the theory part. But it just feels like. It feels, I love, I think I've said it before on here, I love guessing, I don't love it, but I do a lot guess, guess the plot to movies. And like, yeah. with no one else in my life except my husband, do I then just say after the first five minutes of the movie out loud what's going to happen? Because it makes me feel cool and smart. Um, it ruins the movie for him, but I don't do it to anybody else but him. Anyway, this, I love this because my brain, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. 
like not not I just don't know and it feel I love it it feels so good that's why there are so many theories because literally anything could still happen yeah and uh and Lynn brings up a good point if oh, they lose I the cloven crystal what happens I then I thought about it because my head was like oh yeah this is bad for like Ford like he's gonna get attacked but they could just grab the cloven crystal fuck off unlock Ukatoa yeah Ukitoa that's the last be. one they need but let's talk about what actually happened on the boat. Yes, yes. Uh, I was oh, immediate. My attention was immediately um, brought back to Critical Role when the minion was revealed and the orb went shattering across the ground. And then um, another another entity climbed aboard the aboard the boat. And at long it. last, we have finally yep. seen Avantika return. She's back. Oh my god. She's back. Oh my. I cannot say I was expecting to see Avantika up in the north at all. <laughs> no. no. How the fuck did she get there? It made me think of like how they were teasing about the dragon turtle, saying like, oh, it can't get there this quickly. Like they felt so safe, I think, in the northern sea. It's like, nope, these things can get here. That is, that is so cool. Uh, yeah, her. We have business elsewhere. I thought she was gonna do the do the do the thing where she's just gonna like grab onto him and just like dimension, dimension door. door out or just bamf out, and we were gonna lose Ford right there at the end. Uh, I think that. Well, she was she was, she was trying to pull him overboard, but Ford rolled a natural twenty on his strength check. Yeah. So that probably could have happened if he had failed. What's but then what happen happens then? Like, what if what, yeah. he had like, he yeah. had fallen overboard? They would have had to abandon Vess. Yeah, they would have had to have gone after him. Like, the... Oh, man. <laughs> like, he's... But that brings up the question. Do they still need Ford? It seems like they still need him, unless it's just more for a punitive, oh, for like mm -hmm. a punishment type thing. But if the focus was just getting the crystal, do you think they might have done it in a different way? Like, three Chults and a Deep Scion does not defeat the Mighty Nine sort no. of thing. So either Avantika's really strong, which she was strong in the first fight, but she also had like a whole crew of pirates with her yeah. and the Mighty Nine blasted through that. But this new undead Avantika is either going to be really super strong or there's something else still to happen. Like, yeah. I don't see this being the main attack with... Because when they got attacked episode, like, was it 99 or like 98? Um, before the big break. That was like a couple deep scions and... Um, I can't remember what it was, but the weird fish people. Um and that, that, that was a hard fight, but the Mighty Nine still yeah. succeeded. So I don't see three, like, as I say, three Chilts and a Deep Scion being a challenge or, like, you know, a good plan for Ukatoa. Right. So Avantika must be fucking strong. Mm -hmm. She must be capable Which is of terrifying. dealing with the Mighty Nine. And Matt, I'm sure, like, functioned in Vesterogna being there as well, although whether or not Ukatoa ukitoa knows that but still she's there that's a whole nother level of help yeah. that they have Ugh. 
I'm just waiting for uh, as this fight's going on, just waiting for like Vanderin to come swinging in on like on like oh a vine God. that materializes Don't out of nowhere. Even. Don't even crazy theories. I've got crazy theories now. Holy crap! I forgot about Vandrin. Oh my god, what if he's there too? What if she got him first? Ah. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't think... Canon. Well... <laughs> I, I, I don't think Matt would do that because Vandrin has been built up to be this, this like pretty big background character in Ford's life. I don't know if he would just have him be like an undead now at this point because Ivantika got well, to not even first. necessarily that. But like whatever for whatever she wants forward for maybe they mm. need. Oh okay yeah no I, I get what you're saying now yeah maybe. But Ooh. maybe maybe also they maybe it's not only also it's because Ford's there maybe they're in the north for the same reason that everybody's going north like maybe well, there's some there's maybe there's something about the you know because there's the three um there is there there's is. the three like demi gods. There's like Ukito and I don't know the other two, and just a reminder about spoilers in chat, just because I know some people know in chat what's going on with. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Wait, me? Spoilers? No, 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 not not you, not you at all, not you oh, at all. It's just like, okay. There's because the book's out. There's spoilers in the book for things that might happen in the show. So I just think we should ah, maybe yes. point out. So I have not, not I have not read the book. Oh. No, no, I'm talking. Okay. No, no, I know. I haven't I know. even read the book. I'm just talking about. Okay. I think Matt okay. said it at a. Okay, Matt said it in a talks about um because in the Yuanti Temple there was like a um a carving or something or a painting. I don't remember which one it was of the three gods, and um of these three like demigods, and I can't remember where where I read. Well, I didn't read it. I think it was probably a TikTok. Somebody talking about how each of them might have three champions and that's how you get, like, nine because you got three by three. Anyway, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is maybe they are all converging in the north. Mm. Like, maybe it's not just because of Ford. It's because there's, like, a power that's been, like, unearthed or, like, there's something, like... Maybe the end game is in the north and everybody's heading there. Eyes of nine, nine orb eyes for the three demigods. Yeah. Have you seen my conspiracy board? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, 100%. Absolutely. I'm not sure if that would be why Avantika's attacking right now. I think that just might be like Ford went on the ocean again. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it might just be like he done a dumb and forgot that. Ukatoa is the ocean, like. Although Ukatoa is specifically like the Lucidian Ocean, so it's weird to me. Again, how did she get there? Like, are there fucking underwater tunnel portal things like in Godzilla? Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> I want to know how she got there, because like it's a ways. It's a ways from the Lucidian Ocean up to where they are now. You've got to go past. You got to go through the Shearing Channel. I think is that what it's called? The um the super rough bit of water between Tal'Dorei and Wildmount. Mm. That's what it looks like, by the way. That's the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pantomime. Yeah. yeah, like, I want to know. I want to know. Give me the next episode. <laughs> I know. What if they just push oh. her off the boat and keep going and we don't get answers? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave her in and the dust. 
Oh, what if Ford grabs the orb and it reabsorbs it? Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That would. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Because then he'd get Ukatoa back in his head. He would. Head. Yeah. <laughs> didn't man? Didn't just the other day Ford <laughs> asked the Wild Mother for safe travels? Yeah. Does that I mean like nothing? So much. <laughs> <laughs> When you're rolling a one on your D10, she can yeah. do so She was like, sorry, it's out of my hands now. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh. Yeah. That's a good point. Genie Spool says, whoever holds the orb is going to get focus fired. Like, I feel like Avantik is going to focus on Ford, and that deep silence is just going to be like, Yeah. oh, God, what if he just attacks Caleb? Like, <gasps> Caleb. Caleb's gonna die. Definitely. Or oh, ma maybe, maybe the, maybe the Deep Scion is like a homebrewed version as well, if it's just the one. I think the one they had last time was a bit stronger than regular. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Avantika is almost certainly a Deep Scion herself, because they can take on the form of, like, humanoids. Mm. Mm -hmm. But definitely homebrewed i think to have maybe something different going on with her but the description he gave her like the twisted neck Oof. and like oh man i was yeah i started uh, if you haven't seen it go check out the the gif guys that we posted on our twitter because that was my legitimate reaction to it and the first kind of like oh, is when he says wide brimmed hat oh my god well i yeah. saw a lot of people um on Twitter and stuff, commenting about how Avantika is going to look over at Bo and see that Bo is wearing one of her, <laughs> yeah. one of her, uh, her coats. That's so. awesome. Oh, I just remembered. I just remembered that I did the same thing Nico did. I got up and left. Like I was like, "Oh, cool, they're having a fight," and then. Um, I left it in another room and I was like doing stuff around the house. But the thing that brought me back, I didn't even hear Avantika and this is just embarrassing and very revealing of myself. The thing that brought me back was I heard Liam say, you should flirt with her or something like that. And I'm like, what have I missed? What have I missed? There's been more, there's been more like more, more love. Oh, this is so exciting. And then I watched oh it gosh. and I was, and so I was like, not only not expecting it, I was like on a completely different like part of my brain yeah. when it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So oh that's God. embarrassing and true. I really did not see it coming. I was Neither so did I. I was so focused on it being up north, like. Mm -hmm random table shit end of the night and of course he stopped the combat because you can do that and i was like oh, i cannot believe how much a blindsided i know because i mean we, we've we've did. thus far associated avantika and ukatoa and all those minions with the tropical landscape yeah. of of you know the menagerie coast and the lucidian ocean and all that stuff so we had no reason to even think that ukatoa could reach all the way up here and i excuse me sorry i was like 
not even thinking about the journey to Isilcross. I was thinking of the journey on Isilcross. Every time we were talking about like what's going to happen in the future episodes, I'm like, oh yeah, they'll get to Isilcross and then all this crazy stuff will happen. I forgot yeah. that they would have to sail there. So I wasn't even thinking yeah, of... a long time too. Yeah, yeah, they kept like getting pushed back a day. That was funny. Yeah. But man, I wasn't even thinking about them being on the water, let alone that being a dangerous thing for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. Oh, oh, boy, oh boy. Um, I guess we can, we can get into uh, our tinfoil hat theories. If we, if I we have, if so we have many. any. <laughs> I think I already blurted mine out about Vandron. <laughs> Yeah, Before we get started with that, I do have to say that I spent like an hour and a half last night trying to get some knowledge out of what Molly's name means. And I feel so stupid, Lynn, because I didn't look at the wiki. I didn't read the wiki. I just started researching what, because like there's a town in Australia called Molly Milk. That's not it. Spelt different. Not a problem. It's an albatross. And I kept reading and trying to work it out and getting deeper and deeper and trying to work it out. And there's somebody on Twitter kind of backwards and forwardsing with me. And then all of my bits of information and more is on the wiki. <laughs> and I am so embarrassed because Lynn like is across it all over it and i knew there would be something i knew it would have like a importance to talison because he's all about names and like caduceus is an incredible name and yeah so i just you know here's my public humble apology next time i will start my research at the wiki because um you were already across it and i apologize yeah oh my gosh i don't i don't think i really have any tinfoil hat theories none that i can immediately think uh, of at least or none that i think are accurate which sounds stupid it feels like i'm raining in my theories but like because i'm still like oh yeah Geladon's gonna turn up and right but that feels a lot less likely that feels like maybe when they go back to pale bank village maybe <sighs> but i feel like i feel like now if, if so if Geladon will make an appearance up north it's gonna be many many episodes down the line while they're up here because it'd be kind of weird to have this like climactic event happen and then like three episodes later geladon's also here now it just feel like a lot of yeah. it would feel very overwhelming almost yeah i feel like it would have to be once they get to the crashed city because yeah. there is that connection between geladon and something in her cave that was like alien in nature so i feel like if it's gonna happen it's gonna be her at this super cool crash magical city or not at all which would you know <laughs> cool too i guess yeah <laughs> but yeah i just want to see the fear in their eyes as that describes like the wing beats getting closer oh. and then realizing that their bad decisions are coming back yep. to Portland. Oh, to be fair, Geladon wasn't a bad decision. Geladon, like, the Mighty Nine are enemies of Geladon, but Geladon isn't an enemy of the Mighty Nine, if that makes sense. Like, they didn't, yeah. like, really do anything to uh, hurt her. They just kind of pissed her off. <laughs> True. And I guess they stole some stuff from Charisma. But, yeah. But, yeah. 
there's also something in the ice up there, you know. So maybe they'll remember that. Yeah, maybe Geladon won't come to them. Maybe they'll go oh, to Geladon because they'll remember there's something in the ice that they have to go to. Yeah. Oh no. Ooh, Liam saying she thinks there's a 50 50 chance they abandon the trip to Isocross to chase the orb and kill Ugatoa. Well, I, I tell you what, like, we ended last uh, episode with the cliffhanger with Molly. I completely forgot about Molly by the end of this episode. I'm, I know. I'm, that's the Just like train, baby. each episode, there's a new thing that, that makes us more worried about the previous thing, and it's just. What, like, too deep. long dead episode is Matt going to bring back next? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh has has anyone else died this campaign someone big any other oh oh what a... yeah cool let's go to ice across and lorenzo's there oh my <laughs> god oh no yeah just keep bringing back all the ghosts from the past oh, oh bad yep wait because well, lorenzo's in, lorenzo's an oni right and aren't onis yeah. like demons yeah they're not like fiends, though, in the sense that they can come back. Oh, okay. But, um, Cheren, I'm gonna have to figure out how to pronounce your name, mate, says that, like, maybe Lucian will end up being an unexpected ally. That is something I've thought about. That is, like, because we've kind of got this idea, I think, of Lucian slash Nonagon being really shady, which, you know, for all accounts and purposes, sure, can still be really shady. But what if they're not evil? Like, I feel like in my head i've kind of been thinking for a long time like well it's not molly so they're not good but what if they are like like a good group what if they are like yeah. legitimately trying to do good and they can be an ally of the mighty nine it's just not molly it's a new first wow mm -hmm. that's so emotionally complicated i like it mm -hmm. a lot because i think because if you think about it they were the tomb takers they were like doing dodgy stuff with Vesterogna, but at the same time they were also like you know, skimming off the top with Vesterogna, they were going mm -hmm. against Vesterogna a little bit. So it's kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend a bit. Yeah. If Vesterogna is the fucking, you know, threatening Luke Cerberus Assembly terrible person she is, yeah. if the Tomb Takers are against her, it'd be great for them to maybe, you know, I don't know. I kind of hope that's the case because I think it's easy to think like, ah, oh, it's not Molly, so this guy's evil. But as you say, Kirelli, it'd be like a huge like <laughs> conflict to be like, hey, they're not actually that bad, but it's still not your friend. Do yeah. you think, do you think that Molly really did lose his memories, lose their memories? Do okay, you think that... here's the thing, though. Even if he did, he is still aware of who the party is because he took the note that the party left for him, with hmm. him. He has the note. No, but, but I mean, like, right at the start. I mean, when yeah, they met I, Molly... I Okay, oh, because man. I've been re-watching Critical Role and, the, like, I don't know, I am willing to say that it's probably just Taliesin still, like, reaching out, like, 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 feeling out the character. But there are times, and there's, like, one very specifically in, like, episode 12, where he says, like, back, back when I did it, and when he was talking about, like, infiltrating the, I don't know, the judge's house or whatever back when i did it we would like leave money and he just goes through how how he would like infiltrate a house basically not not a thing that you would do at all as a um 
like as a circus person, even a like dodgy circus person. And I don't know. I feel like there's I, like at least I, a vague possibility. I don't think they could have run the campaign with one of the players being like an insider. I think that's, I feel like that's like too, not necessarily too hard to organize, but I feel like it's, it's taking something maybe away from the other players to, I don't, I don't know how to explain what I, how I feel about that. <laughs> like it's, I, I don't think. I understand what you mean. I guess in my head, yeah, I guess in my head I didn't walk it all the way up through to, like, therefore Taliesin knows stuff, like, knows a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know. It feels like potentially, I don't think that he knows what's happening now. Yeah. But the stuff before was just, like, backstory. It's like Caleb having, you know, Caleb having secrets, Hmm. like, for half the game that everybody doesn't know about. I think Molly Mock that we see in episode one, his backstory was that two years ago he climbed out of the grave and he didn't have his memories. But I don't think everything we heard from him, or we definitely didn't hear everything from him for his backstory, or as you say, like the kind of dodgy stuff he was up to. Because he talks about like, you know, going to a town and convincing them he's a god. Like that that's when did he get the time to do that? Like so I think he and like he would tell Ford a bunch of different lies about his backstory and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think it was probably more just the the fault of dying early that we didn't get to fully flesh out that character. But yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't see that happening. I think that'd be too... I like um, Jensi <laughs> Poole said, I think as Molly leveled up, Lucian memories would have started coming back to him as his blunt That's hunter cool. powers returned. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I feel like there's something. I don't know what it is, right, but there's right. something. Cool. There's something there. There is um, something. That's not my crackpot theory, Nico. Can I tell you, you my sure? crackpot theory? <laughs> no, Go that's just it. like a legitimate thing that I think potentially is just true. My 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 theory is that um the air, like is that this game isn't going to go on for episodes and episodes and episodes more than campaign one went for and oh no everyone's gone (sighs) i think my internet oh no you're back um (laughs) am i back yes um i think that like with potentially with gillard on but definitely with it you know advantage has already happened i think people are going to be drawn to the north and i think is it possible that the Raven Queen might be kind of annoyed about Lucian, Molly Mock, Nonagon, you know, coming back again. Because he's had more than his fair share of, like, doing that. It does get get weird about that sort of stuff. And we know that there's a chance, like, there's a, you know, that Edelwolf, Edelwolf? Edelwolf is, like, potentially a follower of the Raven Queen. So could maybe um, uh, my brain is saying Essek. <laughs> could I reckon that those two, the other two, um, Adolf and Astrid, will get sent 
just because Trent wants to know what Vess is up to. Mm. But then there's going to be some sort of like showdown between Edelwolf and Lucian, whether he's an ally now or not, both of them, because the Raven Queen will have like a hit out on him because <laughs> of twisting fate too much. I don't know how Essex gets up there, but he's coming as well. Oh, Everybody's going north. Everyone's going north. Yeah. <laughs> I like that theory of there being like some conflict between uh, Lucian's un- like undeath or rebirth and the Raven Queen. Maybe like if they do become allies with him and they go back to Rectentrum, there could be like some kind of thing. But I also like the idea of everyone being in the north. <laughs> Yeah. Just everywhere there. I, I could realistically see Essek being sent up there. Yeah, uh, well, they keep talking about how that there is, like, strong dynasty presence yeah. in Isocrop, which is why they need to go to Balen Post, because all the other places might have dynasty people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but depends on how quickly he can get there. But how cool it would be if they just turn up and there's this floaty boy there. <laughs> just like, oh, yes, I am... I am it, doing shit up here as well <laughs> <laughs> i i am uh, i am subscribing to that theory i want i want i want floaty boy again yeah i want him yeah, back man. He's... yeah oh boy i don't have any crazy theories i don't think i'm like just I, I, f- I feel like it's hard to come up with crazy theories right now because there are just so many crazy things that are happening yeah yeah I I was completely blindsided by so many things this episode that I can't compete. I can't like anything I say I feel will just be silly. Um yeah, I don't know. So good uh, though. I don't know. On Talks Machina, uh Marisha talked about how um she was just like offhandedly she was like, Oh, for another thing we're doing, I was recently going through my notes about about Molly. What do you think that's about? Could be like a book or something. I'm hoping yeah. it's a one shot. I'm hoping we get a Toon Takers one shot. Oh, that'd be that'd interesting. Be cool. I feel like that'd be after the campaign, though. I want. Yeah, I want, true. I um, and I get this comment a lot. A uh, Honey Heist esque one shot with Sprinkle and the yeah. of the Mighty. Oh yeah. I could make a compilation video of just the comments I get asking for that type of one shot. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, that would be that'd be cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for that aspect of the end of the campaign to see like new um, new one shots and things like that. Uh, but I still don't want it to end. There's still so much. To I happen. know. Trend, well, I, I feel like we do this almost every episode recently, like yeah, uh, we, of, we of we recent times. But realistically, well, I guess it's kind of hard. But how many episodes do you think we have left? Because we've said before, uh, we've said before, like the past several episodes, that we're 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 in the general consensus that we're at like the sixty to seventy percent way the there. Fact, the fact that Ukatoa keeps coming back yeah. makes me think that that's not over. Because I think for the longest time we've been like, yeah, Ford's kind of you know he's had his he's had his arc, but I feel like Matt 
isn't letting that go. Like, no. which is fair. That's awesome. So I think that there's still more Ugatoa stuff. There's obviously everything in Ice or Cross. Then whatever the fuck's happening in the Astral Sea. Then there's still Caleb's story. And God, God knows what else. I wouldn't... I'm going to say at least another 50 episodes. Yeah, I agree with that. At least 50. I actually... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they're just good. Yeah, I think they're going to play... Yeah, another year. Like... Yeah. Yeah, why stop... Like, why stop the story? Like, like it's not... um, Yeah, if it was a TV show, they'd just do, like same characters yeah. keep doing seasons like as long as it's as long as there's like story to be told mm-hmm. I, I yeah i wonder if they, even they have like an idea of like when when they're trying to wrap it up to maybe the um something around i reckon they, they might need to take time off around when the animation comes out because mm-hmm. they'll need to like there'll be so much extra work once it sort of like there'll be media yeah. work to do and yeah. um yeah. and there'll probably be a crunch coming like before that goes out yeah like i think because if you think like campaign one ended towards the end of the year so they had then like the break to do all the one shots and then they started campaign two at the start of a year so i could see that being like next year then finishing up but then next year as you say like the animated series coming out is all that other kind of time constraints and time Mm -hmm. challenges i feel like definitely once this campaign ends i feel like there will be a much larger gap uh Mm. to the next campaign yeah i think they'll still fill it with stuff yeah oh yeah oh yeah but also that's the other thing too i wouldn't be surprised if they keep going with the pre-filming of the episodes like Mm. Even if they get back to the table, like sitting with each other, and you know, hopefully, hopefully that becomes the case where that becomes safe to do. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get with the pre-filming because it seems to. The only aspect of it that kind of mucks things up, I think, is with talks machina where people can't see yeah. the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, it seems. I feel. I think it would like make it just so much easier for them the fact that they can do it beforehand um yeah Ooh. yeah but yeah yeah no it's it's, narrative, it's narrative sad to think about oh. narrative telephones coming back this week oh i am so excited i can't I wait to so see excited. all the chaos that they're, they're so much better at telling the stories now and they know what to say it's gonna be story because he started and he did like you know a really nice story but it was yeah. so tame compared to everyone else's right it's how it ended no up idea. so i'm excited to see what he's come up with oh boy can't wait oh boy, can't oh wait um is there anything else that we didn't discuss for the episode that we would like to bring up now i don't think oh, so any like little moments i don't know i think we covered it pretty well i think we mm-hmm. did a good job Oh, I don't know. We just—it's kind of weird. We're on the precipice, pre- precipice of a second episode. I feel like, I feel it wasn't not that it wasn't in any way unsatisfying, but it was just kind of like, 
went from one huge cliffhanger to a second just real yeah. big cliffhanger. God, could you imagine if they said they're not airing next week oh. again? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that was, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. like, like I, I, I've gone back, I've gone like, my holidays ended last week, so like I've been super busy with that. But I feel like when there's not Critical Role, I'm like a shut in. <laughs> like I don't talk to as many yeah. people. So I guess it's like, uh, I'm not, I just, God, I just don't have that joy at the end of the week to kind yeah. of keep me, um, keep me focused on mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, but man, it's so good. Yeah, well, we just hopefully, fingers crossed, we just have to wait one week to find out more. We'll have to see if Avantika is able to retrieve the cloven, the cloven shitty fucking thing that's caused so much trouble for Ford. Um, Lynn, Lynn, can you change the name of it to the cloven shitty fucking thing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And and we'll we'll have to see if because Lynn brought up a good point. Like if if they do get the orb, they're probably gonna have to abandon their mission to Isilcross to to stop Ukatoa from being released. But if they it's don't, like, like if if Vess like the, forces them to stay, then yeah. they're gonna have to worry about Ukatoa being unleashed. What if they spend a few weeks then on Isilcross and then on the journey back by boat? Fucking Ukatoa. Ukatoa just like, shows actual, up and actual Ukatoa, like full on sea serpent, destroy the world. Ukatoa. Oh boy. He he big. Ukatoa big. <laughs> Ukatoa yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. Really scary. All that and more coming oh up, gosh. probably within the next you know handful of episodes, but we're just gonna have to wait to see. Um, but I guess with all of that being said, we can go ahead and wrap up. Um, Alana, do you want to tell the folks at home what uh, what's coming tomorrow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Hey, guys. If you like us and you like D&D, which you're watching this, so hopefully you do, you should check out Get Dice Heroes. It is our very own D&D show that we stream on twitch.tv slash Heroes. We're currently... How many episodes? We're up to episode 11 tomorrow. Um, our world is set... Our world, our story is set in the world of Wildmount because we are critters and we like the world of Critical Role. So come check it out. It's a lot of fun. Tomorrow is a pretty good spot to jump in as well. These guys have just gone to Port de Mali. So, you know, speaking of the Menagerie Coast and Nukatoa and all that crap, um, they've just gotten to. What? 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 Ah, ah. what? 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really fun time. Uh, we show it at the same time that we start Warp the Sheet. So it's like 4 p.m. Pacific date time, oh, date time? Pacific date time? Where'd that come from? Pacific standard time. Or is it, are you in Pacific daylight time? Anyway, it's all on our tw- uh, on our Twitter. Go check out uh, Hit Dice Heroes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'd love to have you there. Yeah, yeah. Super excited. Port Tamale's going to be a whole other beast. Oh, boy. Um, Hikari is, Hikari is worried. Really I've got to do some more notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so thank you all so much for joining us. As always, it's such a pleasure being able to talk about the show with a bunch of critters. Um, thank you everyone in chat who who stuck around to discuss. Thank you everyone at home who's watching this on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere else that the podcast is available. It's so much fun. We appreciate the heck out of all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your evening, day, morning, wherever you may be. And we will see you all next week.
Bye, everyone. Bye.